Hello out there, science nerds. You're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP dual credit biology and much more. I am your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, and this is officially episode eight, week eight of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we recap homecoming week from October 7th to October 11th in AP Dual Credit Biology and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers for the week, PSAT testing for the entire school, learning how to use the microscope, and playing with bubbles, and of course, quiz, quiz over cell membrane and cell transports this week. In our second segment, we'll take a break from our usual biology in the news to bring something new, a segment I call Mr. V Says I'm Sorry, where I apologize to all those who I might have thrown a little bit of shade to this week, which means this podcast might be just over an hour long. And in our final segment, we'll go deep into my inner thoughts, where I will reveal my top five clubs or organizations I would be a proud sponsor of at Johnson High School if I had unlimited time and if I got paid. Just kidding, I would do it for free. Now, before we begin, we need to hear from our sponsor. This week's episode is proudly sponsored by MasteringBiology.com. Are you tired of getting your AP Biology content from your instructor? Are you annoyed by his futile attempts of humor as he covers important concepts like cells, carbon, macromolecules? Does he use unnecessary adjectives to try to make biology cool and hip, like beast water or radical carbon? Or does he make funny sound effects to express the simplest reactions like or or weird phrases like access denied or rejected? Well, worry no more. Now just go ahead and plug in your AirPods during class to drown out his Good morning class, how are you all feeling today? Hungry? You know what else is hungry? The agenda. Because now you can get all that necessary content and skills from MasteringBiology.com. Yes, that's right, it has it all. Words that form sentences, that form paragraphs covering all concepts in depth with vivid illustrations and examples to better understand all things biology. In the study area section of MasteringBiology.com, It even provides you with animations, simulations, practice quizzes, and exams for every chapter. So ditch your geeky AP instructor and go to MasteringBiology.com. You don't have to be ignorant at MasteringBiology.com. And we're back. Let's go ahead and begin our recap of the week by going back to Monday of homecoming week, which was tie-dye day. We started the day with exam data and grades for the carbon and macromolecule exam. And overall, the class averages were pretty decent for an exam very heavy on memorization, with most class averages hovering around 78 to 83 on the exam. But as they say, the cream rises to the top and there can only be one winner for top biology class performance on this exam, and that goes to eighth period with an impressive 88.7 average on the exam. They just crushed the exam. So congratulations, eighth period. You guys are now the period to beat. You guys are top dog. Ruff, ruff. Meow, meow. Now, before we move on, I want to also give shout outs to those students who earn perfect scores on the carbon macromolecule exam, which is not an easy feat. And those students are from first period, Madison Pope, second period, Clarissa Castillo, sixth period, Jeannie Yu and Trevor Warren, from seventh period, Blake Converse and Arzine Kobani, and from eighth period, Madison Callen and Kareem Laddick. So once again, congratulations and keep up the beast work. 
After exam data and grades, we continued our journey into learning about cell organelles, with our focus now on organelles that have a connection to making energy for the cell, which would include the lysosome, the vacuole, the mitochondria, and the chloroplast. So let's do a quick recap of each one. First up, the lysosome, which plays a couple different parts for the cell. First, it's like a little stomach for the cell, digesting all sorts of material that comes into the cell. Food primarily, but other things as well that the cell could engulf. It's also, though, a little custodian for the cell. It helps clean up the cell. It could digest worn-out organelles that are no longer functioning. Now, when it comes to its structure, remember the lysosome has a really acidic pH compared to the rest of the cell. While the rest of the cells has a pH of about 7, inside the lysosome, it has about a pH of about 5 or 4. And how does it get that acidic pH? Remember, it's able to pump hydrogen ions from the cytoplasm into the lysosome. And remember, the more hydrogen ions in a solution, the more acidic it becomes. Now, it also has digestive hydrolytic enzymes inside that help do all those hydrolysis reactions that helps it break down all these larger pieces into smaller pieces. And then finally, it has one other function. It helps with the process of apoptosis. Remember, lysosomes can cause the cell to die. They could all end up breaking apart or bursting at the same time, eating the cell from the inside out, causing apoptosis, cell death, which sometimes needs to happen on purpose for proper development of the organism. Next up, the vacuole. The vacuole is pretty much a storage unit for the cell, storing all sorts of material. Could be food, could be waste, it could be enzymes or proteins, and there's different types. We talked about the food vacuole, contractile vacuole, and central vacuoles. Next up, everybody's favorite, the mitochondria. Yes, the powerhouse of the cell. Yes, this is where energy gets made. Primarily the most energy the cell's going to get comes from the mitochondria, where most of cellular respiration takes place, where it extracts as much energy as it can from its primary energy source, glucose. And our last organelle dealing with energy, chloroplast, kind of related to the mitochondria where it also produces energy. But in this case, it transforms sunlight into ATP, ATP and glucose in the process of photosynthesis. Now, chloroplast has that essential pigment chlorophyll inside that allows it to do photosynthesis. Now, remember, when it comes to the mitochondria and the chloroplast, they're kind of two very unique organelles. Unique in that they have their own DNA. They divide on their own. They don't go through mitosis, which is what the cell does. They have their own enzymes. They have their own proteins as well. It's almost like they're two little cells living in a bigger cell, and that's actually what we think possibly happened in our theory of endosymbiosis, where we believe they used to actually exist as separate bacteria billions of years ago before they got engulfed by a large eukaryotic cell and instead of destroying it or digesting it, it formed that mutualistic symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. Now, I also want to mention that some of the organelles we just talked about, like the lysosome and vacuole, are also part of the endomembrane system. Remember, the endomembrane system are all these organelles whose membranes are related to each other. They have some sort of relationship where they are either physically connected to each other or they could use vesicles between them to transport material. And once again, all those organelles part of the endomembrane system are the nucleus with the nuclear envelope, the ER, the Golgi, lysosomes, vacuoles, and the cell membrane, along with transport vesicles. 
After reviewing organelles dealing with energy production, we introduce an activity to assist us in our building up of our knowledge of all these organelles, which was the cell organelle speed dating activity. Students received their dating profile outline and also drew at random an organelle to start their research and dating profile. And this ended our tie-dye Monday in biology. On to Tuesday, which was college theme day for homecoming, Hook'em Horns. We started our class by reviewing an important concept they love to ask questions about on the AP exam, which means I will love to ask questions about it on very important documents coming up very soon. And that concept is looking at the differences between the two types of cells all life can be divided into, which is prokaryotic versus eukaryotic cells. So let's quickly recap those differences. Remember, when it comes to the biggest difference, it is the nucleus. Eukaryotic cells have a nucleus where they contain their DNA and prokaryotic cells do not. Their DNA is just found in that nucleoid region. Another difference, membrane-bound organelles. Eukaryotic cells have them, prokaryotic cells do not. Then size, eukaryotic cells are quite larger than prokaryotic cells. And another difference being the kingdoms of life that they make up. Prokaryotic cells make up kingdoms bacteria and kingdom archaea, while eukaryotic cells make up all the other kingdoms, kingdom animal, kingdom plant, kingdom fungus, and kingdom protista. And one final difference is their age. We believe prokaryotic cells were the first cells to evolve about 3.5 billion years ago, while eukaryotic cells evolved a little bit later at about 1.5 billion years ago. So that's our recap of pro versus eukaryotic cells. Make sure you review these differences. Next, we moved on to review the final organelles that deal with building and structure of the cell. So let's do a quick recap of these organelles. First up, the cytoskeleton, pretty much doing the same thing the skeleton does for your body. It gives the cell its structure, its support, made of microfilaments, intermediate filaments, and microtubules. Next, cilia and flagella, two structures used for movement, helping the cells prepare themselves, propel themselves through their environment, with cilia being these hair-like structures sticking out of the cell membrane, occurring in numerous amounts. We're talking thousands, where flagella, it's usually just one or two long whip-like structures that it kind of uses more like a corkscrew movement to help the cell move in its environment. Also, these structures are made of microtubules and microfilaments. Next up, centrioles and centrosomes, structures made of microtubules that are necessary for cell division, usually only found in animal cells that helps organize microtubules to help separate the chromosomes during the process of mitosis. Next up, the cytoplasm, which is the soupy-like or jelly-like material in the cell that all the organelles swim in, everything from the nuclear membrane to the cell membrane. It's also sometimes referred to as cytosol, mostly made up of water, but it also has dissolved sugars in there, dissolved salts, and other, dissol uh, other dissolved organic compounds. Next, we have the cell membrane. This is what controls what comes in and out of the cell, the gatekeeper of the cell. Remember, made of a phospholipid bilayer, it is a selectively permeable membrane. Our next structure, found outside the cell membrane, only in some cells, is a cell wall, found in plant cells and also some bacteria cells as well. The cell wall is this extra protective barrier when it comes to plant cells, helping them with excessive water uptake, but it also 
is what gives the plant its strength. It's something that pretty much allows plants to stand up against gravity because of that cellulose material that makes up their cell wall. Very strong, very rigid, very inflexible. And finally, we come down to the last one, which is the ECM, the extracellular matrix. Not a cell wall, but something we find outside mostly of animal cells made of protoglycans and collagen fibers that kind of sticks out of the cell membrane and helps cells kind of adhere to other cells, but also can be used for cell communication. Sometimes they're cell surface markers. It kind of helps sense the environment for the cell as well. After completing our notes over all cell organelles, students were given the rest of the period to work on their dating profiles for the cell organelle speed dating activity. And that brought an end to our college-themed Tuesday. On to Wednesday, which was dressed with a twin day for homecoming week, and our Wednesday was our cell organelle speed dating activity day. Students were treated to a romantical atmosphere with red tablecloths, flowers, little glucose treats, a fire crackling in the fireplace, and appropriately loved themed music, all setting the mood for students to speed date through all different organelles to learn about each one in more depth and help them review them for the upcoming quiz over cell and cell organelles. I thoroughly enjoyed watching you guys exchange your corny pickup lines and then dive into learning about each organelle that you were dating. Students had about two and a half minutes to date an organelle before moving on to the next one. And students rotated through organelle speed dating till the end of the period. And that brought us an end to our Twin Day Wednesday. Next up, Thursday, which was Animal Print Day for Homecoming Week. We started our class by completing the cell organelle speed dating activity. The mood and atmosphere were still set and students had about 15 to 20 minutes to complete dating any organelles they hadn't dated yet to complete their organelle speed dating chart. After completing the cell organelle speed dating activity, students turned it in to their appropriate period box and then started to prepare for the upcoming cell quiz. Students had 12 minutes to demonstrate proficient to expert level knowledge on cell and cell organelles. Any students who were absent only have one time left to make up the quiz, which will be Tuesday morning. So make sure you come in and get that done. We ended our Thursday by starting our journey into cell membranes by recapping its function, you know, how it's a semi-permeable membrane and its basic structure, pretty much being the phospholipid. However, we only had time to briefly begin our note outline before Animal Print Thursday came to an end. Finally, Friday drops, an early release day and spirit day for homecoming week. With only about 30 minutes for each class, we launched into learning about the cell membrane. We focused mostly on the structure of the membrane, the components, which are the phospholipid, cholesterol, proteins, and carbohydrates. So let's quick let's do a quick recap of each component, each component and what property and function they give the membranes of the cells. So let's start with the main component of the cell membrane, the phospholipid, with phosphate heads that are hydrophilic pointing towards the inside and outside of the cell where there's water, and the fatty acid tails pointing towards the interior where there's no water. This is what gives the cell membrane its fluidity. Remember, it's like a thick cellar dressing or like a bubble solution or an olive oil. These phospholipids are always moving laterally side to side, never stagnant, never too viscous. 
Now, remember, when it comes to some living organisms, they could actually switch between saturated and unsaturated fatty acid tails when it comes to their phospholipids to help them always maintain that fluid-like nature. Remember, the more unsaturated fatty acid tails, the more they're going to be able to maintain that fluid-like nature and not become too viscous, not too tightly packed in, which will not allow for any sort of exchange when it comes to nutrients or waste. Next, cholesterol found within the fatty acid tails within the membrane, which helps maintain the fluid-like nature of the membrane. At very high temperatures, they help restrict the movement of the phospholipids that they don't fly apart. And at cold temperatures, they make sure that the cell membrane doesn't get too tightly packed when it comes to those phospholipids, always helping maintain that fluid-like nature. Next, let's talk about proteins. Yes, proteins can be embedded in the membrane and are. There could be peripheral proteins, those proteins that just lie on the surface of the cell membrane, or integral proteins that transverse the entire membrane. They cut across the entire membrane. Now, these vary in their functions. A lot of them are transport proteins. They allow things in and out of the cell, but some are enzymatic proteins that help with enzyme reactions. Some help with attachment to other cells. Some help with attachment to the cytoskeleton. Others help with cell communication or cell surface markers as well. Big players when it comes to the immune system. And finally, let's talk carbohydrates. Yes, carbohydrates can also be attached to the cell membrane, usually sticking out of the cell membrane, either a glycoprotein or a glycolipid, depending on what it's attached to. And these are cell surface markers, antigens that kind of help identify cells as our own. These are our huge players for our immune system. They allow our immune system cells to recognize ourselves as our own. Cells that come into our body that do not have these glycolipids or glycoproteins, these antigens that are specific to our body, they're going to get engulfed. They're going to be destroyed. We ended our Friday by returning your pill bug investigation lab posters. And for the most part, you guys knocked it out of the park with no groups earning a failing grade and most earning a high B or A on the lab poster. And this ended our Johnson homecoming week and our week in AP dual credit biology. And now for a new segment, a segment I call Mr. V says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In this segment, I want to give a sincere apology to any students or classes I might have thrown a little shade to this week. My first, I'm sorry, goes out to all my classes. During the cell organelle speed dating, I might have made a comment at your guys' expense where I mentioned that for some of you, this might be the closest you'll ever get to dating someone. Well, that's pretty harsh and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A more deep apology goes out to those students I might have singled out by saying, this student knows what I'm talking about. Don't want to mention those students' names, but I deeply apologize. I'm sorry. Not appropriate at all for Mr. V to throw shade at his students. My second, I'm sorry, goes to anyone who might have found a particular quiz question about sci-fi movies a little harsh to a movie they might think is good. If you're a fan of this less-than-par movie, I'm sorry. I'm My sorry. final... I'm sorry, goes out to only maybe one or two students who had homecoming mums that literally took up more space than their entire actual body. I might have made some remarks that the mums were ridiculous and bordered on embarrassing, but I was probably just jelly. So for those remarks, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And that concludes the Mr. V I'm sorry segment.
And that brings us to our final segment of the podcast, where we go into Mr. V's deep inner thoughts. And this week, with a push from administration on an initiative called Connections, where they want every student connected to the Johnson community by joining an organization or club, well, I want to review my top five clubs I would be a sponsor to when it comes to helping students connect to the Johnson community. Coming in at number five, the biology club, where we would study all things biology. Coming in at number four, the haters club, where we would get together every once in a while and just hate on just random things like maybe people who wear socks with Crocs or maybe people who leave their trash in the cafeteria. Like, hey man, come on, pick up your trash. At number three, I would love to sponsor the Unplugged Club, an actual club that I sponsored a couple years ago, way back in the beginning years of Johnson, where students gather for about 45 minutes unplugged, no electronic devices whatsoever, where we would just get together and play board games, go outside and play a game of tag, or just sit down and talk about anything that we wanted to talk about, a book, a movie that we just recently saw, or a popular show that might be showing at this time. At number two, I would love to also sponsor a Frisbee club. Mr. V loves to throw the disc, and I would love to just go out there and play Frisbee. It's a very easy, enjoyable sport. Go outside, toss it around, maybe even play a little little bit of Frisbee football, but also maybe even just teach people how to throw a Frisbee. It's kind of astonishing how many people just don't even know how to throw a Frisbee. And coming in at number one, I would love to sponsor a comic book sci-fi movie club where we would talk all things comic book movies, sci-fi movies, two things that I hold deep into my heart. We could possibly even watch movies after school and then do analysis over them and talk about how awesome they are, you know, talk about issues we saw, how great they are, maybe even come up with our own rankings about, you know, top 10 sci-fi movies, top 10 comic book movies, and have debates and discussions. Well, those are the top five clubs I am willing to sponsor at Johnson. So, hey, any of these catch your eye? Hit me up. I'll love to sponsor any of these clubs. Well, it's almost that time to say goodbye, but a couple of reminders for the week. First, AP exam. Remember, AP exam payment deadline is coming up very soon on October 24th. Right now, all of you are registered for the AP exam. If you want to take that exam, you must pay by noon on October 24th. Instructions were sent to you via a district email, and also flyers are available at the counseling office on more information about how to do the payment for your AP exam. If you have any questions about whether you should take the AP exam or not, come talk to me or go to your counselor to get more information. Another reminder, cell membrane and cell transport quiz coming this Friday of this coming week. Remember, it's a short week, but on Friday, we should still have time for our cell membrane cell transport quiz. And finally, one last reminder, AP Notebook Extra Credit Check coming up this week. This is the final week of the nine weeks. So now students can turn in their notebook for that extra credit. Available dates will only be Thursday morning, Thursday after school, and Friday after school. Check at Moto for actual times. And these are strict. Only these times will I be doing that extra credit notebook check. Once again, not mandatory, just extra credit. And one final reminder, 
those of you with those redeemable coupons for extra credit points added to labs or quizzes, uh, this is the week you need to turn them in. I'll start asking for them probably on Wednesday of this week. Well, that brings us to an end of episode eight, week eight of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects in the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by Velasquez Productions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and please comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform, even if it's not positive. Hey, if you're hating on this, give me a comment. Tell me what you actually think. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, read chapter six and seven from your online textbook, masteringbiology.com. Oh